Hey there, it's Jeff from Modern Combat and Survival. Welcome to podcast episode number 206. Now look, there is a lot of prepper opinion out there about what makes up the best survival food options that you can use during a crisis. And there's a lot of misinformation floating around the internet. So for this week's episode, I thought I would reveal the good, the bad, and the ugly about your survival food choices when it comes to preparing for a crisis. And look, don't worry about taking notes because we've done all the heavy lifting for you with this week's show notes, including a handy-dandy one-page cheat sheet that you can use as a reference guide to put all these tips to good use. All you have to do is go to www.mcsmagazine.com slash 206 and download it all for free. And now, grab your spork and let's grab some grub. Tactical firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. This, this is another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is Modern Combat and Survival. Okay, welcome everyone. This is Jeff Anderson, editor for Modern Combat and Survival Magazine and executive director of the New World Patriot Alliance with another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. And look, um, this, this episode is really coming out of, um, I had a video that I did a long time ago on YouTube. You can tell it's a long time ago because it's all fuzzy. It's like, it was really bad video work. It was really bad, but I, it's gotten a lot of, a lot of, um, play lately. Um, a lot of comments have been coming in about it. I mean, it continuously gets a lot of comments. It gets a lot of play out there because it's on a topic that a lot of people know that they need to prepare for, but there's a lot of opinion out there. There's a lot of what I consider a lot of myths out there, a lot of misinformation that's floating around. So I answer a lot of questions on this topic, but I thought what I would do is kind of revisit the topic because I know all of you at least know that you should have some food set aside to be able to prepare for a crisis, right? Um, it doesn't matter whether you're a prepper or not. You've seen all the, the news stories where crisis does happen, different uh, types of disasters. It doesn't matter where you live in the country. It doesn't matter where you live in the world. You have to be prepared to be self-reliant, at least during a short-term period, in case of a disaster or other crisis that hits you, right? But it's about what those choices are that really can make or break your survivability, depending upon how that crisis plays out. All right. Now look at, at a basic level. You don't have to freak out because I know everybody has food in your home, right? You have food in your home that you can use. So if grid down blackout happens right now, you do have food in your refrigerator, your freezer, your cupboards and, and things like that. So if, even if you've done no prepping whatsoever, you at least have those to go to, right? All you really need is about three days. And, and if you do it the right way, which will probably be a, a future topic here of doing it the right way, um, you can live off of what you you currently have, right? That's fine for a short-term crisis. But people that are really serious are starting to go out and and they're planning for a longer-term food storage. So you might have bulk foods in a pantry, all right? Those of you that are really serious might have like sacks of rice or flour, um, stocking up on bulk foods, bulk canned foods, just kind of like building up a stockpile of canned foods as well. Some people even have gardens, right? And gardens are great. They give you fresh produce and you can continue to grow it. So for, for long-term self-reliance, gardens are great. I'm not putting any of that stuff down, but I'm not going to be talking about those in as far as like survival food options go because right away they fail the five phase survival test that I put on everything, which is it has to be mobile. You have to be able to take something with you. 
And unfortunately, it's going to be really hard to take bulk foods with you during all phases of a crisis, meaning if you have to ultimately get down to where you can't travel anymore with a vehicle, you have to put, you have to carry your food with you, you're not going to carry sacks of rice and flour and sugar and, and those kinds of things. Gardens are great, but in a survival scenario, if food is scarce, it's going to get looted, right? Like neighbors are going to know about it. You're not going to set up a sentry post out around your tomatoes. So those things have, they, they, you can't take those with you. So I'm not going to be talking about those as survival food choices. They are great for long-term self-reliance. They're great to have, period. Um, but what we're talking about is true survival food to take you through all of the phases of the disaster. Now, in this video, what I did was I looked at three different uh, types of common types of survival foods that people are using right now. And actually, there was a fourth one that wasn't on there, and there was a reason why. And I'm going to go through what those are. But basically, those those four uh, types of quote-unquote survival food are canned goods, which, yes, those are part of your, like I just said, you know, as far as bulk food goes, they're not mobile. But canned goods are mobile. You can take canned goods with you, right? You've heard of, you know, beans, band-aids, and bullets, right? Like that's what preppers go for, right? Well, canned beans, yeah, you can take all that stuff with you. So so canned goods are an option for you. The second one was MREs, military meals ready to eat. MRE stands for meals ready to eat. And so this is what you see a lot of preppers go to. This is what soldiers have. This is what we had in the military. They get handed out. They have different different types of meals. Um, and they change all the time, but, the, but they're basically a, a hard not a hard plastic, but like a really strong plastic container of food that has different things in it from, you know, crackers, cheese, or peanut butter, um, different types of quote unquote survival food that's in there. And then your main entree is in there. And then you have some other side stuff and some drinks or drink mixes that go in there as well. So there's the military MREs was number two. Number three was what I recommended in the video, which was ramen noodles. And I'm talking about the the really inexpensive packs of ramen noodles that you get from the grocery store. Uh, teenagers, or not teenagers, but like a, college students live on these things. Uh, they're really easy to make, and we're going we're gonna to talk about what they are, but I just wanted you to know, I want you to know what they are. Uh, those ramen noodle packets, they've, they've, they're basically hard noodles that you reconstitute with water, and they have a flavor packet that goes with them as well, right? Super cheap, super, super cheap. And that was my recommendation in this video because... It is super cheap. You can take those. They, they, they have a lot of positives to them. They have some drawbacks as well, which always gets pointed out to me in YouTube comments. Uh, but I'm going to talk about those also. But basically, my recommendation was to take all these things, three days worth of these foods, and then put them all, like crunch them all up and put them inside of one giant plastic bag, uh, like a, like a one gallon Ziploc bag. That you can carry with you because basically that's all, that's the food that you need. Now, there's a fourth one here, which is actually pre-packaged survival foods. Not MREs, but real, like company survival foods that are out there. And I, at the time, again, I, I did this video a long time ago. So at the time, I didn't, um, that wasn't an option because they were so expensive at the time. And I was really kind of doing more of like a, here's an inexpensive way to go about it. Now, over the past few years, Prices have come way, way down on on true survival food, right? I, probably largely because of demand, because more people have gotten into prepping and, and self-reliance. They realize that food is something that they need to take care of. 
And so prices have come way down. Production has gone up. Prices have gone down. In fact, you can even get free survival food now. A friend of mine has a company. You can go to um, freesurvivalfood.net. <laughs> really? That's, that's what it is? Like freesurvivalfood.net. And you can get three days worth of survival foods sent to you for free. And that's just a great, it's just a sample packet, but it, it's great. Like you can get that for you to have something right away to be able to get survival food. Now that was an option then, but we are going to be talking about all four of these now. And what we're going to do, what I'm going to do is I'm going to quickly compare all four of these options with what I consider the three most critical things that you need to think about when it comes to choosing your survival food option, okay? So the first one I'm going to talk about is convenience, the convenience factor, because now we're going to go out of the shelter-in-place mode here. So we're going to go out of, that's the that's the phase one, is you're able to just stay at home, and, and most likely you're going to be able to do that, but you need to be prepared to be forced out of your home, either because of a disaster, there are many things that can force you out of your home and you've got to get on the road to be able to get to safety. So we're going to take that, that, that convenience factor there is you can make meals at home, right? That, like you have a lot more options there. But what I want you to think about is if you're forced out. So let's talk about convenience. So if you are on the road, if you are having to get to another location to be safe, convenience is important because one, you want to get there as quickly as possible. So you don't want to set up a camp each time and break out the propane camping stove and make all your food. Yeah, you can do that, but you really just want to be able to get something that you can easy, eat really easily en route to where you're going to, okay? That you don't have to, you don't have to make recipes and put everything together or make a stew. You just want something you can open up and eat. Now, of those four that we talked about, canned goods, um, MREs, ramen noodles, and survival food, um, the, the most convenient forms that you can use are canned goods and MREs. Because with ramen noodles, you, yeah, you can eat them crunchy if you want to. You can snack on them like that, but they drain water out of your body. Because they, they basically need to be reconstituted, they will draw water out of your, your body to be able to reconstitute inside of your stomach. And so what that does is it dehydrates you more. And this is a time where you really need to stay hydrated as much as possible. So I'm not a big fan of, of eating things that are dried foods raw that are going to, you know, de help dehydrate you a little bit more that way. All right. So in that case, ramen noodles don't really fit the bill here. Survival food, a lot of that you also do have to add water to. So it, it's not the best option when it comes to convenience. Okay, so the the best ones are going to be canned goods that you can just take out a can opener, your P38 military can opener, open up a can of beans, stick your spork in it, and eat away. You can do that right on the run. Okay, MREs, same thing. Meals ready to eat. They're ready to eat right now. So you can essentially just open up the packet, dip your spork into... Oh, there's different things that they have out there, but you know, like chicken a la king or spaghetti or, you know, you can basically just eat it on the run. And, and because I'm mean, going to tell you in the military, sometimes we were road marching several miles. And so, you know, if you're hungry, your food might literally be on the run. Like you might really be hightailing it to your next mission or your next destination and eating, opening up an MRE and eating it while you're going along. So very, very convenient. Those two, those two, fa uh, those two versions are the most convenient and pass that factor, okay? But convenience isn't like the most critical factor. There are other things that are more important than that. And that brings us to number two, which has to come down to what energy you can get from this. So the, the, the basically what we're talking about are calories. 
And there are, uh, you know, think of calories like your body's fuel, like fuel in a car. So that's what your body is going to use up as fuel to be able to power you through what you're doing. And just like with a car, there are different types of fuel you can put in that car, right? You can get, um, you know, regular, you can get, um, well, I was just going to go down the road of like regular and unleaded. I'm, I'm dating myself here, right? No, but you know, there's different grades. You can have 87, you know, octane. You can have 89, 93. So you can have, there's kind of a good, better, best, or there's, there are you know, different cars do best on different levels of octane. So there's different, there's different ways to get calories that you can burn. And that really comes down to, uh, nutrition wise, there are three types of n- basic uh, basic nutrients that you get, and that's carbohydrates, fats, and proteins. Just quick little uh, synopsis here. Proteins are really best, and, and all three of those will give you energy, right? But they're not all equal when it comes to energy. So, for example, uh, proteins provide um, four calories per gram of, of, uh, of, of protein. Okay, four calories per gram. And so, uh, but... Protein isn't the best version of calories because protein really helps to make up um, your muscle. So it's really there for muscle repair is what it's for. Your muscles are made out of protein. And so it breaks down into these usable amino acids that help you rebuild muscle. Now, that's important when you're on the road and you're road marching and stuff like that because you're going to be using up your muscles. Your muscles are going to get sore and protein is going to help to rebuild that. The problem is it takes about a week for your for your muscles to fully recover in rest mode and you're not going to be resting. So it does provide 4 calories per gram. Now, fat, I'm sorry, uh carbohydrates um also provide 4 calories of fuel per gram, but your body uses carbohydrates as like straight up fuel. So it, it's going to rebuild the uh replenish the the storage of fuel you have in your body a lot faster and easier then protein is going to. Let's talk about fats. Fats are, provide over twice as many calories as both protein and carbohydrates. It's going to give you nine calories per gram of fat that you take in. So you can see that fats offer a, a you know, ounce per ounce, they, they actually give you, or gram for gram, let's put it that way, they, they give you a lot more energy, more than twice as much energy. But fats do take longer for your body to break down. So that, that fuel, it's going to take longer for your body to extract that fuel from the food that you're eating to be able to have as usable fuel. However, it does last longer. All right. So fats are really important to be able to get there. Now, of all the survival foods that you're looking at here from, come from, from carbs and fat standpoint for, for just being able to get calories. In this case, it's ramen, survival food and MREs that win. Because canned goods typically, while they can have, you, you know, even if you took a look at like um, SpaghettiOs or something like that, those are better. So you're getting a lot of pasta. Pasta has a, is basically carbohydrates, and that can offer you a lot of carbohydrates there. Um, however, it's it's really like ramen noodles are straight up carbohydrates, and it's just it's just it's easy to digest. It breaks down really easily as far as um, you know it, it's. It's processed food, and that processed food is going to break down into usable energy much quicker. Uh, survival food um, also ha- use, oftentimes uses a lot of 
of foods that are like rices and um, pastas, though, again, those are straight up carbohydrates. So a lot of survival food is built around giving you carbohydrates and, and for, for fuel. Same thing with MREs. MREs are jam packed with calories, a lot of carbohydrates in them because soldiers need a lot of usable energy very quickly to be, cause you never know when you're going to get attacked or when you're going to go on a mission. So you need a lot of calories in a, in a small amount of food to be able to give you as much fuel as possible. Okay. So, from that standpoint, ramen noodles and uh, pre, pre-made survival food packs and MREs are the winner there. So MREs right now are two for two. So it would seem like MREs really are the best option. And that's why a lot of preppers do go to MREs as a staple for their survival food storage that they use. The other part of that is I think a lot of preppers just want to feel like a soldier. And they figured that the military way is the ideal way. Um, however, we have to go to this last factor here, the, the, which I consider the most critical factor. Um, calories are just slightly under that, which is the size and weight of the survival food that you're using. Okay, the size and the weight. And that's important because when we look at the five phases of survival, of dealing with a disaster, you have to be prepared to eventually just put that stuff on your back and carry it with you. That's why the bug out bag is such a core pillar in every survivalist or any any citizen who's who's preparing for an emergency it is the most critical core factor and so you have to be able to carry whatever food you're going to take with you on your back so size and weight mean a lot if you're going to pass all of these tests now in the video that was ultimately what i came to uh, that i did which was ramen was the best option because you could crunch all that stuff down, put it in a Ziploc bag. You've got all of your food right there. Throw in the, f- the flavor packets uh, inside of there. You can use those. And um, and that works really well. Again, I said that because, I mean, number one, it passes the calorie test. And, and it is convenient. I mean, you can just put some hot water. You can eat it, eat it by itself, but not recommended. But it's really that size and weight because you need room inside of your bug out bag for other gear. And you don't want to, you want to keep it as ultralight as possible. So ramen noodles work really well. Again, at that time, survival food was too expensive. And that was why I said I left it off of there. However, since then, since it's all gone down to price, survival food really is the best option. Now, ramen is a, is still a great option. Those ramen noodles are still a great option for you. And it is really inexpensive. But I highly recommend that you expand it just a little bit because survival food has come down so much in price that you go ahead and you look at that. Uh, now you can get 72-hour packs. They're specifically made for that 72-hour, throw them in your bug-out bag and take them with you. That's what you get over at the freesurvivalfood.net website is you can get you know, that 72-hour that pack, grab it for free, stick it in your bug-out bag, you're good to go, right? And the thing it, that it does is that it gives you the calories, it gives you the convenience, it also gives you... Um, a variety of food that you can use so you're not just eating ramen noodles, right? Um, so that's why I recommend that you um, that you include that. So the, those winners there are ramen and survival food. Now, why don't canned goods and MREs fit the bill for that? Well, I mean, face it, like if MREs are, are good enough for soldiers who are carrying a, a rucksack with them into battle or to their next destination, it seems like that would Makes sense, right? Well, canned goods obviously don't do very well there because they're heavy. You're carrying metal around with you, right? So not, not too cool. 
Um, MREs, though, I can tell you that being in the military, we would just strip those down anyway. So we would open up the large pack and we would take out the things that either we just wanted to carry with us, but we didn't want to carry you know, all this bulky, heavy, extra plastic around with us. So we'd break those down and only take the food packs that we were going to need for our mission or whatever we were doing. However, a lot of that stuff, because of that convenience factor, is already reconstituted. So it has water in it. So if your, your spaghetti isn't dehydrated, it is, uh, it's already made. So you're carrying around the extra water with you. Um, and that does, it is a lot heavier. That's why in the military, what we did was we carried ramen noodles with us because it was, it was still convenient. It, it gave us the calories that we needed. It tasted a hell of a lot better than the MREs did, but it was also a lot lighter also because I was in 10th mountain division. We were light infantry, man. We, like we carried, we carried everything that we had with us. And I was in long range reconnaissance too. I was, I was, um, attached to them several times. And so going out there on long range, you don't have resupply a lot of times. So you really are just carrying everything with you. So that's why MREs really aren't necessarily the best option when it comes to size and weight and survival food to me is the clear winner here. Uh, ramen noodles come in a close second on that. Okay. Now I can tell you that I do get a whole bunch of comments on this. In fact, what, what spurred on this, uh, this podcast episode was a comment that I just got from Norm on this video on YouTube. And he said, I get people trashing me all the time. I would, this isn't trashing me. It's just somebody that's using information that they get from the internet. And, and really whatever he said here makes sense. So I'm going to read it right here. Uh, Norm says, although there are many packs of noodles in that one plastic bag and each has that packet of flavoring, the amount of MSG and salt both make me thirsty. And if no source of water is available, I'm screwed. And so my, my response back to Norm and, and listen, all of that makes sense. And in fact, my very first sentence back to him was everything you say is true, right? So when it comes to ramen noodles, yeah, there's a lot of MSG in that stuff, right? It's processed food. It's, it's processed that way. And there is a lot of salt in those packets. And yes, that will make you thirsty. And yes, if you don't have a source of water, you're screwed. But one, number one, all we're talking about is 72 hours of living off of your survival food. We're not talking about a steady diet of ramen noodles, which it's not healthy. It's not health food, right? And yeah, there's some, there's probably MSG in a lot of those packets, depending upon what, what kinds of ramen that you're getting. And yeah, there is a lot of salt in it. Um, so let's, you know, but again, you're only talking about 72 hours. We're not talking about putting this on diet. So get over it. Um, they're not healthy, but just ignore it. You're just trying to get through the next 72 hours, maybe longer than that, but you can do that. It's not going to really harm your health like that. Unless you have some sort of like you, a restricted diet where you can't have a lot of salt, then you just don't put the whole packet in. No big deal. Um, the second thing was, is that, when it comes to that salt, you're going to need those salt. The salt is an electrolyte that your body is going to burn through as you are, um, you know, as you're, especially if you're, if you're walking anywhere, if you're putting through a lot of stress, you know, your body's under a lot of stress. I can tell you that when we were road marching, we were sweating a lot. Your BDUs, your military clothing is just when it dry, when that sweat dries, it's white. And the reason why it's white is because your body is just unloading. You're, you're sweating out all of that salt. Your body needs that salt. It needs it for optimum energy. And so you're going to need to take in more salt. That's why um, long-range backpackers and cyclists and things like that, or people like that, 
actually take salt tablets to be able to get those electrolytes back into your body so that it doesn't it doesn't you know harm your body more and you have more energy in that way. So you're going to need that. So again, unless you have some sort of restricted diet, you're going to need that kind of salt. And the final thing was, yeah, a lot of these things, you do need water. So a lot of survival food does need water. So that's why those things didn't really necessarily hit the convenience factor there. However, um, you need water anyway. And so if you're thinking in terms of how much water can I carry, you're thinking about it wrong. And that was my thing back to Norm was that you need to be able to manufacture your own water anywhere you are. You can't be dependent upon bottled water being handed out to you at a FEMA camp or a Red Cross station. You can't be, you can't be limited by the amount of water that you carry. You have to be able to go to in any environment you're in and be able to grab whatever water is there that's undrinkable and then be able to drink it. And the best way to do that is with an inline water filter that's specifically designed. You can just, you have a water carrier bag. So we include this in all of our XBOB, our extreme bug out bags. Um, we include a, a water carrying bag along with an inline water filter because what that does is it allows you to I'm in the middle of nowhere um, but there's a nasty old pond over there that nobody would ever drink out of unless you wanted to get sick and I don't want to boil water you know boil my water to make it drinkable so if I've got this if it's if it, I'm not lost in the wilderness I can just go into any mud puddle or scum pond or anywhere I can go as long as it doesn't have things like you know fuel in it and I can just go ahead and scoop that up and it'll go right through. I can scoop it out of a freaking toilet. It doesn't matter. And the water that comes out the other end is going to be clean to be able to drink. And so that way you always have water to be able to use for the ideal foods that you carry. You don't carry the water with you inside of those meals, either ramen noodles that you can reconstitute in survival food. You can do that with both of those. All right. So, so those are really, um, those are, th those are the ways to compare it. And again, it makes it super easy now with, um, you know, you can go freesurvivalfood.net or you can go and get some ramen noodles, get a case of them from Costco or Walmart or whatever. You can buy those things really super cheap. And, uh, but that's how you compare survival food. But listen, it, I want to hear what you have. Look, there are many ways to do this and it really has to be custom tailored to what you're looking for. I've given you the, what I consider the most critical factors. What are you currently doing? for your survival food plan option. I want to hear from you. So I'm going to put a link in here. You can go on over to the uh, video on YouTube, but I also want to hear from you inside of the blog where this podcast is over at moderncombatandsurvival.com. So please go ahead in there, list your comment, let us know what you were doing, what your thoughts are, and why did you make that choice? All right, I would really love to hear from you. So go ahead and do that now. And until our next Modern Combat and Survival broadcast, this is Jeff Anderson saying prepare, train, and survive. This has been Modern Combat and Survival. Survival. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes and leaving a comment. You can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Modern Combat and Survival. And don't forget to claim your free subscription to Modern Combat and Survival magazine at www.moderncombatandsurvival.com. Lock and load. And we'll see you next time. This has been Modern Combat and Survival.